This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Friday episode of Flippin' Bats. We got a ton to talk about today. Panic or patience? Alex is going to give me some player names, team names, and I'm going to say whether you got to be patient or you should be panicking right now. Tale of the tape. We got a great series to talk about. Twitter questions. This one's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. What is up, my friends? Happy Friday, everybody. I am joined, as always, by Alex Curry. And I'm just going to be honest, it's Friday. I don't know what's going to happen. Things are going to get off the rails. Last Friday, we were taking shots. Birthday shots. It was Alex's birthday. The Friday before... I don't even remember what happened, but things are just crazy on Friday. It was Fridays, funny. You dropped you know? your first F-bomb the Friday before. Oh, first F-bomb. Yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. make a big... Well, people didn't... In the moment, Oop. I don't think they knew that. But yeah, first F-word. Since then, I think just, you know, well, once the Friday, first Fridays one... Fridays are fun. I'm like, we're grooving, we're moving, we're having a fun time. It's happy. It's good vibes. We're like, we're almost there to the weekend. Um, Yes, we are almost there to the weekend. It's also a big week slash weekend yeah. because... The MLB Draft League starts over the weekend, um, and Kasumba Dennis. Is Do you have a part updates for us? I have updates on him. Yeah, I please. I have Kasumba Dennis updates. He has made it to the United States, and I was in contact with uh, the person that has been kind of in contact with him over here a lot. We've been going back and forth, and uh, I believe he's an attorney in the in the Georgia area, and okay. he's kind of been the one helping him throughout a lot of this process. I was talking to him. He met him at the – he went flew into the Georgia airport first, mm-hmm. the Atlanta airport, and um, he emailed me right after some pictures. Um, he is he has made it. He said he was um, very overwhelmed, well, and I, I can only imagine. I mean – The culture shock. The culture shock. He come into the Atlanta airport – um, he said when he got on the he got on the train and was pretty scared and uncertain of the train and it's just kind of mind blowing to me that literally like as we speak he's like starting baseball games it it's crazy to me and I am so excited um, for him yeah. to be over here and to be playing in these games and in front of coaches and scouts and again updates throughout this whole process but he is here. He has made it to the United States, and the MLB Draft League is getting underway. It's crazy because when you saw all of his viral videos that he was posting in the streets, in the rain, in, in the dark, knowing that some days he would go without food, to then immediately land in the United States to a crazy airport, probably more people than he's seen in one area yeah. in his life, with just American consumerism everywhere. I can't even imagine how overwhelming that would be, but I just wish him so much luck, all the positive vibes, all the love. Kasumba, we are rooting for you. You made this happen. You put yourself out there. You made incredible videos. 
And I just can't wait to see you shine. And I hope he yeah. shines. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to watch him. That's for sure. Yeah. So uh, good news there. He's made it. Things are getting underway. His first game is against the Trenton Thunder. Like, that's a big-time, like, team. Um, it's It was a part of minor league baseball. It's one of those teams. It's not anymore. But he's still, like, playing in that stadium. It's quite the journey that he is on right yeah. now. But I am excited to talk to him. Um, I have his uh, – the guy that I mentioned earlier – gave me gave Kasumba a phone and okay. put my number in there so I re, like we've reached out to Mr. each other ben. yeah I texted him the other day and he goes Mr. Ben I've been meaning to talk to you Aww. and yeah, he's he's the best so, I love that um Alex we do panic or patience today yes we do but before we do that yeah I just have to say yeah my favorite player yeah Corbin Carroll well, one of this I year. mean, I the, the driver of the bandwagon. The driver of the bandwagon. I just have to say one thing because okay. I watch games and I just think this guy is so good and I'm so happy that I'm driving the bandwagon. I watch games, you think? I watch a few. <laughs> I've watched a I few watch games, games this year. Let me just say this. Corbin Carroll, who I was all in on before the year. I mean, every oh, yeah. time I talked about him, you looked Pre-season. at me like, Ben, shut up already. I was I probably talked about him more than I should have. First Diamondbacks player ever with multiple games of two or more stolen bases and one or more home runs in the same season. It's June. It's the beginning of June. Only seven players in Major League Baseball have done that since 2010, and no one has three such games since 2002. It's the beginning of June, and Corbin Carroll could be the first player in Major League Baseball to do this since 2002. Multiple games of two or more stolen bases and a home run in the same season. I mean, as a pseudo-father, you, you probably are, are very proud. You know what's cool? We He was on the show, yeah. and I just out of nowhere came up with the nickname MVPCC. Yeah. Most valuable player, Corbin Carroll, and asked him about it. Because I had just started saying it all the time. Yeah. I'm like, hey, what do you think about my nickname for you, MVPCC? He goes, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to call myself that, but I like it. Yeah. That's all I needed. MVPCC, he's rolling, and so is our bandwagon. Did you tell him that uh, you got a lot of fan Twitter comments about how much you look like his dad? I did tell him that. What, did, what was his reaction? He goes, I kind of see it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we all kind of see it. I Honestly, <laughs> I, I feel like people, you know, like, People will say all the time, like, oh, you look like so-and-so. Yeah. And the person that, like, when somebody sells that to you, you're like, well, It never totally no. feels good. But, like, I saw that oh, picture yeah. of Corbin Carroll's dad, and I was like, yeah. Well, that might yeah. be me in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone saw that. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. Okay, well, congrats to Corbin Carroll. We don't need to panic about him. But let's get into these players and teams. And, Ben, you tell us. If it's time to panic, okay, or just have a little patience. Mm-hmm. Let's get started with Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa, Toronto Blue Jays. I'm panicking. Oof. Uh, how could you not at this point? I mean, he was a Cy Young favorite. Comes into the league has been one of the best pitchers in the game of baseball since he's come up. And this year he's sitting at one in six with a five point four six ERA. And for me, the reason I'm panicking is because he almost has as many walks this year as he did all of last season. All of last year. Yeah. Man, this is a quote. Uh, Alec, Manoa, Alec Manoa's most revealing quote from tonight regarding his 2023 struggles. The mindset of don't throw a ball here instead of throw a strike here is it's a different maker. 
it's a difference maker. Right now, I'm stuck in the don't throw a ball here mindset. And you know that this is interesting because I spoke about this before how Alec Manoa, the walks are alarming, right? And and truly, through his it's the beginning of June. He has almost as many walks this year as he did all of last season. And to me, the problem starts becoming is Alec Manoa a good pitcher? Clearly. The the problem starts becoming this is mental. Something mental is going on here because the guy is just missing badly. And, you know, there will be a full count and he'll spike a pitch. He's missing badly there. He has 25 walks in his last seven starts, a 1.95 whip in those seven starts. That means almost two batters per inning are getting on base. And a lot of those via the walk. This is a big problem with Alec Manoa. And to me, I do believe we've seen the stuff is there. We've seen the pitch ability is there. We know he can be good. To me, why I'm saying panic is because mentally, he's clearly in his head. And as he just mentioned, when somebody tells you, or when you start telling yourself, don't throw a ball here, you throw a ball. When you tell yourself, throw a strike here, you're in a much better mindset. I, man, so often in my minor league career, and this is why this is why I struggled to look back on my careers because I was there were times where I was very very good and an all-star and player of the month in the league and there were times where I was the complete opposite of that and when I was going poorly my mindset goes to okay I'm o, I'm 0 for 3 today I can't strike out here and then naturally you do whereas when you're going well your mindset is I just want to get in the box and just throw a pitch in my general vicinity and I'm going to hit it hard somewhere and the fact that he's in this mind space right now is is the reason that I am panicking about Alec Manoa. This is not good. Walks up mechanically, something has to be going on there, and um, and mentally something has to be going on there as well. But uh, we talked about it in yesterday's show uh, with one of the segments we talked about. But Smoltz comes on on Saturday, and one of the things I do ask him about is Alec Manoa and his struggles so far this year, and as a Hall of Famer himself, what he sees from Alec Manoa going on on the mound. So let's check that out. I remember talking him through the all-star game and his attitude and everything about what he did last year just seemed like he had arrived and had confidence through the roof and could throw the ball where he wanted to. And it just seems like not seeing a lot of his starts, I'm just looking at stats, the walks are way too high. And in this league, when you have this, the new rules and the walks and the ability to take bases and it's not the old kind of like slug it, walk, strike out, homer. I think that's a little bit alarming. Yeah, I, I think he nails it. And we, we went on to have a pretty good in-depth conversation there about Alec Manoa and what's going on. So, uh, again, Saturday with Smoltz. Every single Saturday, John Smoltz, the Hall of Famer, joins me talking about different topics from around the league. Uh, we talked this. We talked, will a pitcher ever reach 300 wins? Uh, but I agree with him on Alec Manoa. I do believe it's mental. And I also think something interesting here, I don't know how much it's playing into it. Maybe this plays into the mental aspect of things. In terms of pace for pitchers, he was one of the worst and not worst, one of the slowest in baseball. So now this year with these new rules oh, and you don't have the time to be slow. Pitch clock. Where Where is he with that as well? So um, I'm panicking with Alec Manoa. And just to put it into perspective, numbers-wise, from 2022 to 2023, mm -hmm. at this point in the season, okay? Last year, he was 7-1 and one with a 1.81 ERA. Oh, oh, oh. 
61 strikeouts and 13 walks. Okay. This season, one in six, the 5.46 ERA, 48 strikeouts to 41 walks. 41 walks to 13 walks yes. at this point last year. Yes. It's brutal. It's it's time to panic. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't typically panic. The problem is I think it's also mental, and the game of baseball is so mental, and yeah. when you get to a point where it, it's in your head, which clearly it is, that's where I really start to, to panic with a player. So yeah. panicking about Alec Manoa. All right. Moving on. Panic or be patient? With Sandy Alcantara. I'm going to be patient here okay. with the NL Cy Young Award winner from last year. Again, the numbers the numbers aren't great. They're not quite. Um, the walk numbers aren't as alarming as they are with Alec Manoa. But they are a bit. It's a, a bit of a cause for concern. Through his first nine starts last year, 2.11 ERA um, with, in 59.2 innings. 7.4 Ks per nine and only three walks per nine. This year through through nine starts, 5.05 ERA, 2.7 walks per game, 8.5 strikeouts per game. So again, the walks aren't a huge issue for me, which is why this leads me to let's be patient with Sandy. I do believe he's going to be okay. I found the issue with Sandy what when I it? was looking through you know, when I was getting ready for this segment and how I wanted to talk about him, the big, big alarming difference this year. Last year, Sandy's changeup was his second most used pitch in, in his second most used pitch. It is this year as well. It's other than his 98 mile an hour sinker, he uses his changeup a lot. Last year, opponents were hitting just 145 off of that pitch. This year, opponents are hitting 327 mm. off of that pitch. Figured it out. That is a concern. So he needs to figure out that change up and what he's doing with it, what he was doing last year, how to be better with it. Maybe he's tipping with it. I don't know. I'm being patient with Sandy. He's a workhorse. He's really good. The walks, he's going to figure all of that out, I believe. So uh, I'm saying be patient. All right. Moving on to a pair of Phillies, Trey Turner and Kyle Schwarber. Are we panicking or are you being patient? So I think this goes with the – with all all Phillies, okay. every every the the team. All right. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a different answer here than most people are thinking, especially Phillies fans. I'm saying be patient oh. with the Phillies. So I was gonna say too. So I, be, I thought you were gonna panic. Be patient. Yeah. First off, first and foremost, they did this last year. Yep. Should I remind everybody where they ended up last year? Yep. In fact, they were. A good bit worse at this point last year than they are this year. Last year, June 2nd, they were 22 and 29, 12 games out of first place and six games back of a wild card spot. Right now, they're 25 and 30, not as bad, seven and a half games out of the division and three and a half games out of a wild card spot. So I'm saying don't panic because one, it's the National League and there hasn't been a lot of teams in the National League that have said, hey, we're going to take this and run. Other than the division winners, really, there's some. Other than the, than the division leaders and the D-backs, we're seeing a lot of struggling around the league. So, the Phillies are just fine. I do worry about Trey Turner, who's hitting 236, and I really worry about Kyle Schwarber, who's hitting 163. This is one of the crazier stats in yep. baseball right now. Okay. 
Over his last 29 games, yeah, Cal Schwerber has two singles. Two. Ugh. Over 29 games. Two singles. He had 10 hits in the entire month of May. 31 hits on the entire season, which amongst 164 qualified hitters, only two have less than Kyle Schwarber, Joey Weimer, and Tristan Castles. Do you know Schwarber's batting over the last week? Over the last week? No. <laughs> uh, 087. 0.087. Yeah, not good. Yeah, that's bad. Not good. Uh, be patient with the Phillies. I, I will even say be patient with these guys. Do I think Trey Turner is going to hit 230 all year long? Do I think Kyle Schwarber is going to hit 160 with 10 hits in a month all year long? No. Kyle Schwarber is probably one of the more streaky hitters in the game. And when he gets hot, he'll hit 10 homers in a week. That's, I mean, I'm not worried about the Phillies. It's time to go. But yeah. luckily, you're in the National League where nobody's really taking those wild card spots and run with it. Uh, I'm going to say be patient. All right. Our final panic or be patient, the Mariners. So for me, this is a patience, but I will say it is not far from being a panic. Okay. They are above 500. Good. Fine. But fourth place in the division, a lot of teams to jump in the AL West. That's a bit of a concern. Mm -hmm. Also, the reason this is close to a panic – Clearly, they are playing better than the Phillies, right? But two different leagues. So you want to start talking how many spots are available for AL wildcard? Well, there will be three. Okay? Mm -hmm. Let's talk AL East for a second. How many teams in the AL East are going to be in the playoffs? Three? Four? How many teams are ahead of the Mariners in the AL West? You still have the Angels. You still have the Astros, and you mm -hmm. still have the Rangers. You're running out of room. Yeah. You're running out of room. If you let's let's just say, for the sake of argument, let's look at the AL West only. Maybe they can jump the Angels this year, but the Angels are playing pretty well right now. You have the Rangers, who I do believe are going to be a playoff team. Do I believe they can hold off the Astros? I don't know, but. In terms of this conversation, it doesn't matter, Alex. It doesn't matter if which team wins the division. The Astros and the Rangers are very good teams, and one of them is going to be above you. Yeah. Then let's jump over to the AL East, where you have the Rays, the Yankees, the Jays, the Red Sox, the Orioles. You have to be better. Yeah. You have to find a way to be top three of the non-division winners. And we're already in June, and we're running out of room. There's plenty of time, but there's plenty of really good baseball teams. So I'm saying be patient here because I do believe they're a good team. Pitching has been elite. The Mariners ranked 25, 25th out of 30 teams offensively, though, which to Ooh. me is the big problem. Sixth worst, worst OPS, but they are the third best pitching in the game of baseball. So pitching-wise, I think it can, get, can carry them. And Julio's heating up. So when do you start to panic? Well, you start break? to panic post All Star break. Post All Star break. Post All Star break. Yeah, okay. when you look at the, you start looking. I think you start looking wild card post All Star break. Okay. And that wild card is not going to be a fun place for the for the Mariners to to look. No. But Julio. 
yeah. is heating up. Julio. That's a big reason why I am saying with the Mariners, be patient because the offense will come along. Julio is coming along. The superstar that is Julio Rodriguez is back, my friends. And that is one of the reasons I'm saying be patient. Another reason, Alex? Yeah. <gasps> Julio's! Julio's! I got my own pack of Julio's, Are and we're going to try them right here on this Friday show. And honestly... Yeah? Oh, boy. Uh, you do first, a... Yeah, I've never... Go- what? Opening cereal there isn't easy. What do you mean, go... Like, you take the two sides, and you open. You want me to do it for you? No! Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Benny, yeah, there you go. No, there it doesn't go. work. This. Yes, you, yes, you can. I believe in you. This is going to... Julio's are going to... Oh, it's open. Okay. Okay. See? All right, I'm going to try Julio's. It looks like Fruit Loops. Okay. First update, these are Fruit Loops. Yeah. Fruit Loops. Okay. I'm going to put them back in the... You need the full experience Okay. of Julio's. Look at this box, first off. Great box. Almost as good as yours. Julio's. Great. Now I'm going to try them. I would give you some, Alex, but... They're not gluten-free. They're not gluten-free. I know. Great. I mean, you're the junk food kid, so of course you think they're great. They're great. Yeah? And this is why you need to be patient with a Mariner. Uh-huh. Okay. Go get your Julio's. Mm. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you get them where all cereals are sold? Or is it just... <laughs> Is it so, just like a Julio's. Seattle thing? Visit your local marketplace <laughs> in Seattle and pick some up, and it goes to a very good cause, which is true. Okay. Um, the pro- some of the proceeds go to a very good cause. I wonder if it mentions it on here. The mission. See, we talked about this last week. I yeah. had my own box of cereal uh-huh. called Fruit Benjamins. Yeah. And on the side of mine, I just put free lesson with the Justin Verlander. This yep. is when he was in college. Julio's is much better than that. The okay. mission. It is my goal to be an inspiration for the next generation of kids in Seattle, the Dominican Republic, and across the world. A portion of all proceeds from Julio's will go will go towards our continued support of underprivileged youth in Seattle and the Dominican Republic. Thank Epic. you for your support, Julio. Epic. I mean, they're great. Good job, Julio. Yep. Ho-ho! Awesome. Fastball flakes as well. We got that. That was Justin's cereal. Um, oh, this is great. Back in his day. So those are those were frosted flakes. Delicious. And these are these are fruit loops. But yeah. these are really good. Yeah, I like course. these. Good work, Julio. Good work. Uh, right. Be patient with the Mariners. Okay. That's fair. Moving on to one of our favorite segments. Things that make you go. Hmm? Mm-hmm. You ready for the first one? Are you done eating? You wanna... I just I took another bite. They're I really know you good. did. Are you good? <clears throat> I'm ready. You take a sip of water? Nope. Don't have it. Okay. Any. All right. Our first things that make you go. Hmm? Noah Syndergaard's comments about his recent pitching. Yeah, this. This is quite the statement. Noah Syndergaard has not been very good this year for the Dodgers. And after his outing just a couple of days ago, said, and I quote, I would give my hypothetical firstborn to be the old me again. I'll do anything possible to get back to that. Hmm. This is absurd. Absolutely absurd. I will say this is it's a it's sad, but it's a bit much. I mean, 
<laughs> I don't care how much you love sports. It is absolutely crazy and absurd to say that you would give up a child, a life, to play a sport. Like that, like the actual literal, I don't think he meant it. Yeah, I, I hope think. he didn't mean it literally. He also doesn't more of, have a kid. So it, you I, don't understand. I also think as a father, you wouldn't make this comment Never. to begin with. Never. He clearly didn't. I, I don't think Noah Syndergaard literally means yeah. I would have a child and I would give it up I, to pitch back. I, I just think he's like, he's in his feels. Yeah. He's, it, it's it's sad, it's but it sad. is a bit much. I mean, it, come, that, come. that's trading a life mm. for something just rubs me the wrong way. Well, that's thinking a little too deep into it. That's what he means. That's what he said. Well, yeah, but I don't think it, it was hypothetical. All right. I agree. Yeah. I do agree. Like, mm. it's a little much. It is mm. a little much. Okay. All right, moving on to our next things that make you go, hmm? <laughs> the Braves losing the series to the A's. Not just the A's. It's one of the worst teams of all time. I know. And the Atlanta Braves, who were the best the best team in the National League, uh, had gone through a bit of a, a bit of a tough spell. And then they go into Oakland and lose two of three and get walked off by the Oakland A's. Look, it's baseball. Anything can happen, but you can't lose a series to the A's. Like I, you know, in theory, that's a good statement with baseball. Anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen until you play the Oakland A's. Like then, that's when you get things under control and and get back to winning baseball. I don't know how that happened. The, I mean, the swing and A's are the A's back. The A's are twelve and forty six <laughs> with a two oh seven percentage and they are 24 and a half games out of first place 24 and a half i mean i guess the question is are are the a's back no. are the a's back i no. saw something the other day okay i think this was friday heading into that series that if the oakland a's won every game for the rest of the season they could break the all-time wins record but that's it was to that point like they still yeah. had a chance but they couldn't lose yeah. another game so as of right now the o's or the A's lost one, so yeah. they're off the. They can no longer break the all-time wins record. But are the A's back? No. No. Maybe. All right. Uh, well, we're sticking on the A's topic for our next things that make oh you go. Hmm? An A's fan jumped onto the field and rounded the bases, and nobody stopped him. I, I've never seen anything like this. We watched this together on our drive to Dodger Stadium. Just like, wait, what? Just jumped out there um, onto the field. I believe it was actually post-game this happened. Where they're redoing, they're, they're prepping the field, getting yeah. it ready for the Grounds next game. Grounds crew cleans it after every Grounds game. Grounds crew out there. Security still around. Standing. And this guy jumps the fence, runs the bases, backwards might I add. Yeah. And nobody does anything. Nope. I, I like don't know. He even took I, a stop after he touched third base. was like, huh, that was cool. I think the one thing, I, I literally think the guy that was raking third base when he got all the way around, I think the guy like stuck out his rake to like yeah. maybe try and trip him, but not really. No. And then the guy just runs away. I, I couldn't believe it. There's not a single stadium in all of baseball where this would fly. Or that kid wouldn't be immediately tackled, handcuffed, and taken off by security and police. Crazy. I mean, I nobody mean, would have stopped it. What if he just, like, rounded the bases, got to first base, and went into the clubhouse? Like, nobody yeah, was no one no, nobody stopped. was stopping him. It's just like, 
everyone involved in the A's organization right now just DGAFs? Weird. It was just weird. What does DGAF mean, Alex? I said I said my first F word. Don't a give times. a blank. A blank. Oh my God. You're a, you're a <laughs> sailor. You have you cuss like a sailor. Yeah, but not publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it clean for the um, kids. Yeah. Man. So that one was just like. Hmm. Yeah. You know that's kind of what it is. It's like it's sad, it's sad to see the situation in Oakland. Um, it's sad to see. It's sad to see ownership doing. I we've been uh, down this road. I don't need to talk yeah. about it. But it's just like. Yeah, our yep. next one is pretty, hmm, too. Okay. This is sad. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. MLB taking over the Padres broadcast, meaning Bally Sports San Diego and all the people that work for that company no longer have a job. Yeah, this is a mess. Yeah. It's just a huge mess. Manfred said of Rob Manfred, Commissioner Manfred, of this situation said, they notified us literally less than 24 hours before they went off the air. What? Yeah. Said they they weren't even notified. And now there's like hearings about this whole process between Bally slash like Diamond and Major League Baseball. And a lawyer for Bally said that they offered to broadcast Padres games through June 30th. And Rob Manfred said, I am not familiar with that offer. So it's just like, what what is going on? And there's been a lot of talk about bankruptcy and how Bally's going to continue. Yeah, they and filed League, for bankruptcy. And Major League Baseball kind of had a plan in place of what they would do. So what they're doing is stepping in and taking over the broadcasting and putting it on, on MLB TV. It's just, it's just a mess. And I say that because this would be... This would be good in theory if they're just like, all right, we'll take this over. You can watch Padres games for free. But if you have the MLB TV package outside of San Diego, you can you can obviously watch the Padres. But now, if you're in the San Diego area, you need to buy the single team package for the Padres to, to be able to watch. It's just a mess. It's and heartbreaking. It's hard because I worked it for Bally Sports West, formerly Fox Sports West, for 10 years. So I know a lot of these people. I've worked with a lot of these people. And what you said, 24 hours, that means all these people that were putting on this broadcast from the on-air talent to the broadcasters to the camera to the lighting to the audio, now all out of work. Yeah. I do ultimately believe that this is going to be a positive. All right. Uh, we've had these talks with, with Bally and Diamond for – since the beginning of the season, it was yeah. like, "Hey, they're going bankrupt. W- figure out a plan." I, I, I don't think the current plan is in place. I think what this is ultimately going to do is force Major League Baseball's hand mm-hmm. to move faster on this situation. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have the answer, but I know the current status quo of, "Hey, how do I watch a baseball game?" Yeah. And me, who watches every baseball game and has watched games for years, to have the answer of. Well, who's the team? What day is it? It's complicated. Um, maybe you can't watch it. Like, that's not acceptable, I don't think. No. And the direction this game is heading, which is 
Really good direction. Really good players. We talked about it yesterday. The marketing agreement that's mm-hmm. so positive between Major League Baseball and Players Incorporated and partnerships and all of that. Everything's heading in such a good direction. We need to figure out how to be able to watch games in a in a more simple way. Mm-hmm. You know what the MLS just did? A deal with Apple TV, Apple TV Plus. If you have it, you can watch every single MLS game in one place. I don't know what the answer is for Major League Baseball, but having games on regional networks where, well, hold up, if you live in that region, you can't watch those games on MLB TV, and then you're going to be blacked out from them if you are, but some of these games are going to be on Apple, and some of them are going to be on um, Peacock, and we'll tell you, you know, it's like, it's so hard to just watch your favorite team. Yep. Why? That's not helping baseball. So I do believe over the last few years, and Commissioner Manfred has spoke about this, his goal is to figure something out. Yeah. And I do think that this situation is going to force the hand for things to be figured out a bit faster. That's, you that's hope so. I hope, is the silver okay. lining here. So I can see the the light at the end of the tunnel. I can't. Yeah. But I think we're, we're now hopeful. we're into the tunnel. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I can't see the light at the end of it, but I think this you're situation. You're in the darkness. Now we're in the darkness. You're in your darkness retreat. <laughs> we're in it. You know yeah, you're yeah. in a tunnel. Yeah. Now it's just going to force us to <gasps> dig out, out? A, a bit quicker. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, moving on to our next things that make you go, hmm. Jose Abreu hits his first home run with the Astros. He did it's it. It's about damn time. He did it. Hey, there you go. Oh. Alex is cussing now. Now we're now we're rolling. <laughs> Um, yeah, Jose, I think we talked about this last week. We Jose did. Abreu didn't yet have a home run, which is wild. Finally got his first one in Oakland, and the way he went about it was, it was awesome. Epic. Sprinted around the bases. I mean sprinted and then slid into the dugout. Yeah. Foot, feet first into the dugout. It was great. Congrats, Jose Abreu. Where there, I said this last week. Where there's one, there's 50. Yeah. So he's about to go on a big tear. Like I mean big. Like you said he sprinted around the bases, but he sprinted past home plate, yeah, full speed, slide into the dugout. I loved it. It was great. Great situation. Good, Good energy. Good for him. Mentally, that's an exhausting thing on you. Like, yeah. you just you needed one. You just now needed to get the monkey off your back. Yeah. Now you can go. relax a little bit. Okay. Moving on to our next things that make you go... Umpire gets in Jeremy Pena's face. Oh, my God. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. This is so frustrating. So frustrating. How many times am I going to need to sit here and talk about umpires? I don't even want to talk about umpires. If you know an umpire's name, they're doing something wrong. If you go to a game and you leave that game without talking about a single umpire, they have done a fantastic job. But it seems like all year long, umpires are just finding a way to put their stamp on games. And this past week, this week, has been more of more showcasing of that. In the Astros game, Jerry Lane, behind the plate. Okay, let me set up the situation. Jeremy Pena takes a pitch, doesn't like the call, kind of in his own respectful way. Jeremy Pena is not like a flashy, I'm going to yell at you, like, in his own way, t- told the umpire he disagreed with his call. Jerry Lane moves from out behind the, the catcher into the batter's box of Jeremy Pena and gets up into his face, instigating a situation. And from there, of course, the Astros' dugout starts screaming at the umpire. 
Like, what are you doing? This is not a way to go about umpiring. And then throws people out in the dugout. It's not his place. It's not an umpire's place, especially a veteran umpire like Jerry Lane. You should know. It is not your place to get in a player's face. I'm... It's inappropriate. I really am so tired, Alex, of talking about umpires. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Be better, or but I'm not saying be perfect. Just get out of your own way. Like, get get your ego out of it. Stop trying to put your fingerprint on the game. You know what's happening this year around Major League Baseball? Attendance is is higher than it has been in in years. Attendance is great this year. And you know what? Not a single person is buying a ticket to watch Jerry Lane. No. Nobody. Not a single person is there saying, oh, we got a great matchup tonight. Jerry Lane is behind the plate, and we got C.B. Buckner over at first base. No. Nobody's there to watch you. Do your job. Get a call wrong. It's fine. We got replay. But get your ego out of it. Stop getting in players' faces. Stop doing things that just that make me go, hmm. Just stop it. You know what we should do? We should send these umps to be the Savannah Banana umpires. If they want that kind of attention, you get a spotlight on you. You get a dance break moment. You get to be center stage. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to next you know what I should have done? Huh. Next game, next game I go to. I'm going to figure out who the umpires are and make a sign and have uh, have all the umpires. And, like, I'll do the wave for you, Alex. It can be Ooh, a full okay. ump show because like that's that. what they want. It is. They want an ump show. They do. Like, what is he doing getting in the face of Jeremy Pena? Come on. I don't even want to talk about umpires as much as I do. But it's it's ridiculous to get into a player's yep. face, instigate a situation, and then start throwing people out. You're not perfect. Nobody's expecting umpires to be perfect. Mm-mm. Jeremy Pena is not expecting him to be perfect. But you got to be able to take a player saying, hey, man, that was a bad call. Or even like a cuss word or two in there. Because it's going to happen. Yep. Come on. Let it's it so go. frustrating. Let it go. Okay. Take a bite of your Julio's. Let's like get you on a better. Um... Julio. Julio. <laughs> Julio's. <laughs> let's, get, let's get you in a better mood here. And our last things that make you go. Hmm, is a feel good. So we're switching the mood up. Detroit Tigers bark at the park. Did we strategically put this here? Because you knew I'd be hot after the umpire thing. No, but like, I need this in my life. Look at this. You get to bring your dogs to the ballpark. And they do this three times throughout the year. May 30th just happened against the Rangers. They'll have it August 29th against the Yankees and September 13th against the Reds. Oh yeah, they're doing it soon in uh in in San Diego. They're doing oh. it. I think it's in like a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, this is my favorite thing at baseball Look how stadiums. How cute those little buddies are! They do it in the minor leagues, and it was always the best game because like if you foul a ball off in the stands, the loud sound of the ball like landing in the stands, like half the half the bleachers would just start barking. Yeah, and like it's it's so, it's so great, but it's like kind of tough to hit because you're like, oh great, I just hit a foul ball. Now the stadium's just gonna start barking, <laughs> and they all do. And then you know I'm trying to face a hundred, and everybody's barking. I love it. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, and there was I. The best part of this is there was a dog in the stands. Yeah. I was wearing a helmet. I'm not exactly sure why, but it was so cute. It was just wearing a helmet. Uh, Just a great, just great. I really love Bark in the Park. Yeah. We we both have fur babies, so it's like Mm -hmm. 
we need this. Yep. Somewhere close that we can go see. Yep. And that wraps up our things that make you go, hmm. These Julios are great, by the way. I know. Keep keep munching them. Well, you, I don't want to be too smile. loud. And then like, I, you have like, a smile on your face when you're eating them. It's keeping you in a good mood. You, take one more bite as no, I said. No, I don't want to eat in the microphone, you know? Okay. You know what? You huh. get us to the next segment. I, that's what I'm saying. You have one more. <laughs> And we're getting ready for Tale of the Tape. This week, we are doing the Dodgers against the Yankees here in L.A. at Dodger Stadium. I think it's our uh, Saturday Fox game as well. Mm -hmm. But, oh, man, this is epic. What This would be a, like a broadcaster's, I guess, network's dream World Yeah, I mean, series. it's the Yankees. It's the Yankees and the Dodgers. Yeah. You know, it's like. That's a big series. Um, so last week we did Rangers Orioles. We both had the exact same picks until I decided at the end to, you know what? I'm I'll take the Orioles in the series. And I took they did it. not. They did not win. The Rangers went into Baltimore and won ooh, a big ooh. series there. So and I um, took the Rangers. So I won last week. Yeah. Things so two you're to up, one. You're up one. Yeah. You're up one series. So All now right. we got Dodgers Yankees, and we'll start with offense. Well, who you got? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the. The Dodgers offense. Okay. Uh, Mookie, mm -hmm. Freddie. Freddie's hit what? Hitting almost 350 double yeah. digit home runs now. Mookie's heating up big time. He hit, he's coming off a homer. Freddie coming off a couple homers recently. I just, I really like their lineup. I think it's more of a complete lineup, especially with like the Yankees missing Giancarlo Stanton. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Dodgers don't have Aaron Judge, who will be a play a big factor in this series, but. From top to bottom, I'm going to take the Dodgers lineup. I also took the Dodgers. Okay. A lot of the reasons you just mentioned, Freddie Freeman, just this last week, last seven days, batting 520. I mean, he is on fire. As you mentioned, Mookie Betts, Max Muncie, also home run, home run king. What, 17 home runs on the season, tied for third in all of Major League Baseball. But the numbers also don't lie for this team. They are... Top in offensive numbers in a lot of categories. They are third in Major League Baseball in runs per game, second in home runs, second in extra base hits, first in walks, third in slugging, and third in OPS. Hmm. Yeah. Right now, they're one of the top offensive teams in the league. I agree with you. It, besides calling Max Muncy a home run king, because nah. what place did you say he's in? Third. Tied for third. Yeah. Yeah. Third. King. Third. King. Yeah. Third. He's uh. I didn't say the uh. He was leading at one point in the season. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to defense. Defense. Got? New York Yankees. Number one defense in baseball. Defensive runs saved. Anthony Volpe might be struggling at the plate, but defensively, very, very good. IKF, good as well. Anthony Rizzo, great over at first base. Jose Trevino, platinum glove winner last year behind home plate. Judge is great in the outfield. A bazooka for an arm. Everywhere you look. Good defense, and then you look down and you see number one in defensive run saves, and you think, hmm, hmm. that makes sense. So uh, Yankees for me. Cool. I'm going Dodgers, Whoop. and I'm going to okay. throw some numbers at you, okay? Throw them. Dodgers fielding percentage, 10th best in Major oh, League Baseball. Oh, the Kings. Baseball. <laughs> the Kings. The Yankees are 22nd best. <laughs> in what? Fielding percentage. Oh, that's a uh. – Errors, 10th fewest. The Dodgers, 22nd fewest. For the Yankees. You're pointing at me like I'm playing. You pick the You're Yankees. Like, ha, ha. You pick the Yankees. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I'm going Dodgers. 
here we go. You you went uh, you went the old school. I did old school numbers. I, did. I went who's saving runs? There you go. The Yankees better than anybody else. Give me there's the no, Yankees. There's no wrong way to pick a team. There is a wrong way. Mm-hmm. Both our points are valid. Let's move on to manager. Who you got? <laughs> Both, yep, tenth best, the Kings. Yep, tenth best. <laughs> um, manager, oh, this one's tough. I don't like this. I at all. I know you don't. I don't like this at all. You didn't, what am I? I have to pick between Dave Roberts and Aaron Boone. Two of the people that you have hit so hard in the postseason. Last season, I think they were the two managers that you beat on the most. Yeah, I think beat on's a bit of a strong well, term. I don't really like. I, not okay. much negativity going on here, but I have been critical. Critical of there both. You go. The, yeah, that's critical. Word. You've killed them both. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been critical, critical of both of them because I believe there's there's been need so there's been a who, need for both so who of are you them. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Dave Roberts. I'll take the Dodgers here. I mean, he has a World Series. Aaron Boone does not. I just, I think, I think the Dodgers should have like three or four, and I think Dave Roberts has pushed some buttons that have resulted in them not doing that, and Aaron Boone not getting to a World Series in over a decade with a Yankees team that's really talented. This is a good old stink off, and I'm going to take the Dodgers <laughs> and, and Dave Roberts. I also took Dave Roberts and the Dodgers. Now you may not agree with his postseason <laughs> coaching style. This is the most Alex board I've ever You're seen. You're welcome. But as you mentioned, he won a World Series. He was a 2016 Manager of the Year in his first season with the Dodgers. As we know, the Dodgers have won nine of the last ten seasons. They've won the NL West. Six of seven. Dave's been there. So it's there. he's a great regular season manager. He figured it out one season in the postseason. But that's better than Boone's yeah. done. I mean, I, I won't it's argue better than with Boone's you. Done. But say, like... Great regular season manager. Your team is full of MVP. They're doing, yep. they're like, you just like put a lineup together and then the team goes out and is one of the best teams in the game of baseball and one of the one of the best teams of the last decade. And then when you get to the playoffs, I feel like I'm arguing against the manager that I picked. I know. But you get to the playoffs and then you start like, this is not just these two. Yeah. Managers start pushing the panic button in the playoffs and it's like, what is what's gotten you there? Like why are why are you taking out your starter in the fourth inning who's been really good because Anna, like uh, I'll take Dave Roberts, okay. but I'm not happy about it. That's okay. I'm not happy. About Let's it. move to starters. Okay. You got uh, starting rotation. I will take the New York Yankees. Uh, the, the Dodgers rotation's just kind of in shambles. Like what are they? I don't know. Noah Syndergaard's offering up children to to be a better pitcher. Julio's hurt. Clayton Kershaw is good, but like you're dealing with a bunch of injuries. You're, mm-hmm. you're dealing with Bobby Miller's come up and thrown what twice at this point. Like, are we counting on on him? He's going to pitch in the series, I believe, against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a massive test for him. You're just dealing with injuries and a pitcher that is mentally clearly not where he needs to be because he's again offering up children, which I don't agree with. And then on the Yankees side of things, Garrett Cole, Luis Severino has been really good. Um, Domingo German has been good, but uh, it might be because of sticky stuff. But I digress. I mm-hmm. think his suspension ends by that point. You always come with the starting. I am. Pitching I, I do. Is, I have. Is, is I have. Domingo German pitching this? in the. Is, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get to it. No, I'm not yet ready. Oh. I'm not yet ready because more along the lines, the Dodgers rotation 
Rotation ERA ranks 22nd in baseball. The Yankees are fifth. How's that for stats? Put that in your stat pipe and smoke it. Uh huh. <laughs> well, let's break it down, okay? Let's Let, break it down. Let's talk about the matchups. I'm taking the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, let's look at this. Right, look at this board. Just let me explain, okay? Friday, you got Kershaw against Severino. Great matchup. I'm going to take Kershaw. Yes, okay, he's had a tough last couple of starts. I feel like this can be his bounce back game. What do you mean you feel? It's just a, is this a. Um, it's going to be his bounce back okay. game. Okay. It's going to be his bounce back game. Okay. He's 6 and 4 with no, a 3.32 ERA pitcher. of the Kershaw's season. Kershaw's the best pitcher on the yeah, team. Yeah. So okay, now, taking especially it. with Julio. Out. Saturday, Michael Grove against Garrett Cole. You're taking Garrett Cole. You have to take Garrett Cole. Yes. Amazing. Okay. Rubber match on Sunday. Bobby Miller, Domingo Germán. Miller obviously, it's just been two games, but he's 2 and 0 oh in those two games with a 1.64 ERA. Jermon is 3-3 three and three with a 3.98 ERA. This is at Dodger Stadium. So I'm going to take the home team when it's a closer matchup like that. Out of those out of those three games and those matchups, who would you take? The Still? Yankees. Still? Yeah. All right. Uh, look, I... We'll agree to disagree here. Um... I don't know. I don't know this for a fact, but I would. This is a great matchup. Is this the yeah. Sunday night game, Dodgers um, Yankees? Let's see. It's at four ten p.m. Four ten p.m. Pacific. Pacific. So, yeah. Sunday night game. Okay, so yeah. Bobby Miller against the New York Yankees in his yeah. third ever start at Dodger on Stadium. National television at Dodger Stadium. At Dodger Stadium. Yeah, I don't. I I like Bobby Miller. I think he's going to be yeah. great um, in his career, but you know, like. This is going to be – I'll and take the Yankees the in this match. series. Yeah. Oh, we're not there yet. We're not we there yet. Done bullpen. bullpen. Yet. Shocker. Alex is all on the Dodgers so far. No, I took the it, Yankees. Well, we haven't even gotten here yet, but oh. I was going to – Yeah, I was – this is how yeah. – If there is a single world in which you took the Dodgers bullpen over the New York Yankees bullpen. I cannot argue that. I cannot argue the Dodgers bullpen over the Yankees bullpen. I can argue all the other ones. Great points, but no. Yankees. The Yankees have – the best bullpen I know. ERA. I know. Clay Holmes, Michael King, Wandy Peralta's been really yeah. good. The names go on in the bullpen. Yeah. The Dodgers I, have I the fifth worst I agree with bullpen you. ERA. I'm reasonable. You're not, though. I am. Yeah, this one like hits you right in the face, and there's no way around it. Yeah. Okay. I'm always so going to root I'm on for the my Yankees team for three. and fight for my team. I'm taking the Dodgers to win the series. Okay. Yeah, who are you taking? The Yankees. Okay. It's all like Donkey Kong. <laughs> I love LA. We're going to win. Okay, cool. Um, tail of tape. Good stuff. <laughs> Before we wrap things up, let's have some more fun, right? Yeah. Time for some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. By the way, Saturday game for yeah. that series on Fox. Yeah. Good, good, good weekend series. I know. All right. This is going to be a great weekend series. Twitter questions. Okay. First one comes from Taylor. Hey, Ben, I live in, I said this wrong, Lakeland? Yep. Yeah. And was wondering, what was your favorite place you visited in Central Florida while living here? In Central Florida. Okay. A couple things come to mind. Okay. One being, this isn't technically Central Florida. Maybe we'll just go um, vertically and not horizontally central. 
What do you mean? Wait. So not in the middle. No, maybe but like, we'll, no, it's maybe, still on the coast, but in the middle. Maybe we'll go horizontally yeah. vertical. What? Her, what? I, I'm gonna stop. Yeah. I like clear water, which is on the water, well, yeah, but in the stunning. middle. Yeah, clear water. Stunning. <laughs> I like clear water. <laughs> are, are you gonna consider that Central Florida? Sure. I don't know. It depends on if you're going horizontal or vertical. And apparently, I need to do some <laughs> some homework on my horizontal and vertical. I'm gonna go. I like Clearwater a lot. Uh, okay. I spend a lot of time in Clearwater. Obviously, played in the Florida State League for like two and a half years. Spent a lot of time in Florida and was in Lakeland, as you mentioned. So, in our same division was Tampa, the Tampa Yankees. Oh, looks like he's in Tampa. His uh, photo. Yeah. So that stadium, yeah. the the Bucks Stadium, yeah. is literally. You, if you're, it's right by Clearwater. If you're standing, no, it's well, yes, Tampa and Clearwater are very close. Yeah. But if you're standing at home plate in Yankee Stadium down there in Tampa, Tampa Yankee Stadium, yeah. it's in right, it's like in deep right center field. Yeah. Like if I hit a home run, I don't know, maybe fifteen hundred feet, it it would hit the stadium. Okay. So they're close. Uh, I like so I spent a lot of time in Tampa, a lot of time in Clearwater, and a lot of time in Dunedin. Don't love Dunedin, love Clearwater. Um, Central Florida for sure, Central is Orlando. Uh, I really, I like Universal and Disney. That's I'll cool. say that. That's cool. Yep. All right. Okay. Moving on to our next fan question. This one comes from Jay Hernandez. Okay. Ben, this might be an overreaction question, but do you think the White Sox should consider rebuilding? I would say absolutely yes, but I would say start with the owner, and I don't know how that, I don't know how you can do that. It's kind of his team yeah. to own. Um, but in terms of the question that you're specifically asking, I think I think it's a no-brainer, yes. I mean, the, the the product on the field ain't working. You know, like you have a rotation. Lance Lynn is struggling, to say the least. Um, so I, I think you can keep certain pieces. I would say, like, build around Dylan Cease and Luis Robert. But other than that, like, the team you built ain't working. So – Sure. Well, you get to the trade deadline, sell off some pieces, get some stuff for for players and and kind of, you know, not like a a full rebuild, but like a a, a soft rebuild. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like a soft rebuild, half rebuild. Yeah. Get what you can for players okay. and, you know, like s- say this year is going to be a struggle. Give up on this year, rebuild for the future. I think that absolutely needs to happen cuz it's a mess. That's fair. Yeah. All right, one more fan question. This one comes from Jeremy. Okay. How far can Ben punt a football? Have you ever punted a football? I'm a good punter of a Are football. Are you? Yeah. You know what we should do? We should have my buddy, Marquette King. He's the current XFL champ, former Raiders punter. He's your buddy? Yeah, he's a good friend. And Did his- you say Marquette? Yeah. So his name is Marquette. Yeah, everyone calls him Marquette, but it's yeah. like really Marquette is how you're supposed to. People wow. call him both. But um, – yeah, we should have him give us a lesson next time he's here in LA. Yeah, and we should do a fun like great. punting. He's also a power couple. His uh, girlfriend Michaela is like the number one uh, top ranks boxer. In you know what we class. should do? Because yeah. um, one of my good friends is was also a punter. His name's Drew Kayser. Was okay. with the San Diego Chargers for yeah. a while, and then when they moved up here and played at the um, Galaxy Stadium. Yeah. Um, he's not in the league anymore, but we should have them both, and we should cat. We should be on the receiving end. Of punts, which is very difficult. Oh, that's terrifying. But it's so much fun. That's terrifying. Yeah. No. I, I'm going to get hit in the face. I'm going to get a black yeah. eye. That, it's going to no, be great. I want to punt it, and I want you to catch it. 
I was a okay. soccer player. I feel like, and I was like, I would take like. Yeah, I'm not doubting your your kicking skills. I'm a good punter as well. I feel a kickoff, punt, Ooh. pass, and kick competition. I'm in. Okay. I'm gonna text him right now and see if he's into that. Okay. Well, yeah. wait till the end of the show because. Okay. That does it for Friday episode. Saturday with Smoltz is coming tomorrow. Saturday, some great conversations. Will anybody, anybody in history again get to the 300 win mark? Alec Manoa, what is going on with Alec Manoa? Some great questions. Is Craig Kimbrell a Hall of Famer? We got some good stuff to talk about, but that comes tomorrow. For this episode, it is all over, and I'm going to go back to eating my Julio's. Jesus Christ. I can't believe we just did that. We're done. We're done here. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can watch everything we do on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. For this Friday episode, that does it. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy Saturday with Smoltz tomorrow. But until then, peace.